Welcome to our Saturday evening service. Such a wonderful time that we can be in God's house. We want to welcome those of you that are here in our midst tonight and a few that are still joining us online. Uh, we trust that our service tonight would be a blessing to you. And uh, tonight we have got some special guests in our midst and uh, we want to welcome Sister Joyce's parents that are with us here tonight, all the way from India, and I'm sure they'll be part of this assembly, uh, worshiping with us and praising God with us. So this time, why don't you join me in prayer? We want to remember those that are not well. We pray that God would touch them. Remember uh, Sister Pam's family that have gone through a little bit of uh, uh, tragedy and we want to pray for strength and let's pray that God give us a good weekend. Let's all pray. Father, tonight we thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you, Father, that we can gather together for church and for your many blessings upon us. Thank you for this past week, Lord, for your protection, your provisions, for giving us the strength to come to another service. Father, tonight we ask that you'll remember those that are not well. Pray that you'll reach down your hand of mercy. And let your healing power flow, God, increase their faith and trust and confidence in you. Father, we pray for uh, Pam's family tonight and those who are going through that uh, time of sorrow and grief. We pray for strength and encouragement. Lord, that through this experience, they can experience you in a very personal way and turn to you, Father, with all of their hearts. Bless our service tonight, we pray. In Jesus' most precious and wonderful name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. It's uh, There's a lot of crying out hallelujahs, but it sometimes comes from the mouth. And uh, when the song says, my soul cries out, it means that it's a sincere, deep appreciation to the Lord from way down on the inside thanking God for all that he's done for us and uh, this has been a good week and we appreciate the Lord so much for that I, I thank the Lord for our Wednesday night service as well and uh, the lessons we are getting they are vital and they're very important for every child of God it's uh, it's uh, the scripture says it's uh, meat in due season and every one of us we need these lessons. We need an experience. We need the Holy Ghost. I think Wednesday night was uh, directed positively to, uh, to deal with a little more of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we appreciate the Lord so much when Jesus was uh, going away. Uh, in, in the scriptures that we read that he says, uh, I'm going, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He says, I'm going to send you another comforter. And uh, that was the Holy Spirit uh, he was referring to. And uh, we are Pentecostals. And uh, we have, I've been in Pentecostal churches all my life. I grew up in a Pentecostal church and worshiped God in the Pentecostal way. But the more I look into God's words, the more I get to understand that not everyone that shouts or make a lot of noise 
or even speak in towns are true Pentecostals or true uh, children of God, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. But we have to be so careful in our time. There are so many areas that we need to look carefully into. Uh, there are so many uh, uh, deception. There's so much deception in our time. And we want to pray that God would help us not to get deceived. Uh, I just want to say thanks to all of the, those of you who have uh, 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 remember my brother-in-law in prayer. Remember some time ago I asked for somebody to pray for us to pray for someone in New York and uh, uh, well he's passed away and it was a tragedy to the family and I want to thank every one of you for your prayers. God knows best. God knows best. I remember when my nephew was sick and he was dying of stage 4 cancer. I remember uh, being by his bedside and we didn't expect him to go that fast and uh, uh, we spent uh, hours and hours and days with him and praying that the Lord would uh, touch his heart and touch his mind we were looking far for healing but God knows best uh, sometimes we pray wanting our own uh, answers we want our own things and, and uh, we want God to do things according to our plans but we need to trust him, trust his judgment in every decision, everything that he does. It's for our good. I remember praying with, uh, with Ravi tonight when he was, when he was going. And, uh, and uh, I went to his bedside and prayed and looked at him. And the last person he looked at was me. He looked at me and I felt absolutely helpless. Prayed at everything I could. And he passed away. He was just flatline and he was gone. His mom and dad was there, and you know what it is like to lose someone very close. And I don't know what it is to lose a child. No, I don't know what it is to lose uh, uh, a spouse. I know what it is to lose a sibling. I know what it feels like to lose a mother and a father, and grandparents, and it's not an easy thing. But when the Lord Jesus said in the scriptures, he says, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send you another comforter. When Jesus was here on this earth 2000 years ago, he was the comforter to his disciples. He brought comfort and peace and, and hope uh, to them. And now the, he was deciding to go away. He was leaving and uh, they were sort of getting a word about it. He says, let your heart not be troubled. He says, I'll go away, but I'll send you a comforter. And that is what the Holy Spirit is all about. Uh, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came and they were all baptized with the Holy Spirit, something transpired in their hearts. I remember when I was back home and we attended, I attended a uh, a youth camp way out in the in the interior and I wanted I was a, a teenager uh, might have been 12 13 years old and I wanted what everybody was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be filled with the Holy Spirit I wanted it so badly and myself and Yvonne my sister that recently passed away uh, we were trying desperately to get the Holy Spirit to see who was gonna get it first you know, sometimes you can get overzealous of little things and uh, 
Uh, but we wanted, we tried hard, we tried hard, and we tried hard, and, and nothing happened. And uh, I'm glad that nothing happened when we were trying, because it could have been something that was not right. And uh, so I remember one night, it was a Saturday night, uh, we had started our service, and I said, I'm going to make sure as soon as they ask for prayer, I want to be the first one up there. You know, I didn't try that night. I just just was worshiping God, and I remember clearly uh, when we began to worship, I felt something in my heart, a desire to go on in front. And I just, like, uh, I just didn't hesitate. I was going right up in front. It was all like the sand. The floor was all sand because it was in the interior in the camp campsite. And before I even got to the platform where the preacher was, something got a hold of me. And I can never forget that time. can never forget that experience. Amen. It was something that felt a warm feeling. It felt such a, like a tranquility. Something that touched my mind, touched my heart, touched my spirit. And I was talking, but I didn't know what I was talking. But the Holy Ghost baptized me, and I felt good afterwards. I felt so good. It has been so many years. It's about almost well, over 50 years since I've had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm grateful to God for that experience. Now, not because I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit means that everything is all right. God is in control of every situation, but that does not negate our human responsibilities. Uh, we can accept the Lord as our Savior, but then we've got a, 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 lo a lot of things ahead of us, a whole life ahead of us, and a path ahead of us, and decisions that we would have to make on our own in accordance to the Word of God. And uh, when the Holy Ghost uh, fills somebody, he does not take full control and they don't know what they're doing. And No, no, no. Uh, on Wednesday night, we learned from the Word of God and we understood that the Holy Spirit is dove-like. It's not boisterous. Uh, it does not fight. And it's gentle. And that is why it's like a dove. It's dove-like. I have uh, bird feeders in my in my yard, at the backyard. I have bird feeders, and I've got uh, this special bird feeder. I've got four four bird feeders of a four, uh, but there's a special one that uh, doves come into. Uh, they have a special feed, and doves would come, and they don't fight. The other ones come, and they can fight the cardinals or the finches, and they'll fight for their food, but the doves would come. And just eat and some when one of the other birds come around they'll just go away quietly and sit on the roof and wait until it's time again and come back the holy spirit is dove-like and when we see someone that claim to be baptized with the holy spirit and they're boisterous uh, it makes you wonder i remember uh, instances back home in in guyana when uh, they are, there were individuals that uh, were speaking in tongues. And I think you mentioned that on Wednesday night as well. But they were speaking in tongues. And, and uh, if you, God, did not touch your mind, you would not know the difference. But that's why I'm glad for a ministry 
that understands God, understands the Holy Spirit, and a ministry whose mind God has touched, not a mind that grandpa or grandma or cousin has touched or, or, or somebody else has touched, but a mind and a spirit that God has touched. And when God touches someone and he opens their eyes, they would see things that they by themselves would never be able to see. And they'll understand things that they by themselves would never be able to understand. But regardless of all of that, do you know, and we've understood this, that regardless of whatever the Holy Spirit does, the devil has always tried his best and very successful to imitate what God has, uh, has established in the earth. God has a ministry and the devil has never failed to try to duplicate what God has established. And I think Paul made mention, uh, might have been in, in uh, Corinthians, when he says, uh, he says, uh, for such as false uh, apostles, uh, deceitful workers, might have been 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, when he says they're deceitful workers, they transform themselves as ministers of God and they're not really not uh, they are just a counterfeit and not because someone stands behind the pulpit with a necktie and a suit on and say Jesus is Lord means that they are representing God in spirit and in truth and no there are too many individuals in our time that says Jesus is Lord but is Jesus really their Lord when they finish their service in church are they conducting themselves according to the word of God and according to what the scripture demands of them? And unless God really helps us to understand truth, see the scripture says uh, this is the spirit of truth. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He says when the spirit of truth shall come, uh, that's the spirit of God the Father and the spirit of Jesus. When that spirit has come, it'll lead you into all truth. And when you have the truth, when you have that Holy Spirit, you would be able to determine truth from error uh, because it's the spirit of truth. And that is why we need God in our lives. Say it again. We need the true Holy Ghost in our lives. Not a jibber, not a jabber. We need the true baptism of the Holy Ghost in our midst, in our lives. Because you see on the day of Pentecost when Jesus said, he says, uh, he says, you need to tarry for you shall receive power in Acts. I think in the first chapter, he says, you shall receive power. You shall receive authority. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. When the Holy Spirit, you have the baptism of the true Holy Spirit, something transpires in your life. You are not the same person that you were before. But you begin to reflect Christ. You reflect God's holiness and godliness and His goodness. All the attributes of the Holy Spirit that you can read in the fifth chapter of Galatians would be manifested in your life. And this is where we are very cautious 
and very careful when we say uh, we, we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We have to be very careful because remember the times in Guyana when, uh, when, uh, when we had uh, individuals that spoke in tongues and my God, you can, you, can, uh, you can feel that this is a person that received. And people said, uh, they were ministers that said, oh, they've got the baptism. They've got the Holy Ghost. They've got the Holy Ghost. But when a true minister uh, approached that situation mm -hmm. and God touched his mind and his heart, you see, with the true Holy Ghost in that individual, he would be able to determine whether there's a fake Holy Ghost or a true Holy Spirit. See, Satan has always duplicated what God has established in the earth. He has always tried to copy whatever God is working with, uh, whether it's light. You know, there's light, there's true light, and there's counterfeit light. There's fake light. And I remember, I think, but was Buddha saying that uh, he was in that, uh, that service that day, and I think he just came back from, from a trip somewhere, and he heard that little <laughs> uh, 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 rattling away of towns and he, he knew that something was wrong. I didn't know the difference. I didn't. See, that something was wrong. And that what claimed to be the Holy Spirit, when the true Holy Spirit, anointed man of God, placed his hand on that person's head, they lost what they claimed was the Holy Spirit. It was really not a Holy Spirit, it was a demon. It was a spirit of the devil. And so there are times in which not only that was not the only situation, but back home there are instances where we battle, not flesh and blood, but the real thing we battle and we fight against, we war against. See, we are not fighting against a, a, a flesh and blood, the scripture says, but our battle is against principalities and powers of darkness. And COVID-19 is nothing uh, to be compared to what lies ahead. This battle that we'll have to face and we'll have to be engaged in. And how can we be involved in a battle if we are not properly equipped? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We cannot be shopping all day at the mall and go to the job and be carnal all day in the flesh and then come and battle against principalities and powers of darkness we will never ever win the battle uh, we might we might get hoarse and we might claim to have uh, uh, been successful but no we will never ever be able to be successful and get rid of those evil spirits if our relationship with god is a fake you see, when I'm out in the world and I shop all day and I come just for two minutes, I try to close my eyes and try to get my mind in, in connection with God. That does not work with God. I need to build a relationship so strong with God that regardless of where I am, I can have that connection with God. And that Holy Ghost in me will determine what's evil and what's right. And what's, what's of God and what's not of God. And under the divine anointing of the Holy Spirit, the devil would have to give in because there is power in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance and healing in Jesus' name. And, and so we cannot play church. And when I say that COVID-19 would just be a, just a, a, a minor thing, I'm absolutely right. Because 
what, is a, what lies ahead of us is a warfare. We've got a battle on our hands. We've got a war in our hands. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Not singing or watching television or, or playing games or, or going to the sports or theater. That would uh, equip us with the right weapon to fight this warfare that we will be engaged in. But we need to pray. We need to fast. We need to seek God with all of our hearts. Call upon Him. Search the scriptures. Find ourselves dedicated to the things of God. Because if the scripture says, if any be sick among you, call for the elders. Not that the elders would call for you. He says, you call for the elders. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. But if I'm an elder that walk all day, and does carnal things all day. And don't find the time to give God the priority in my life. You would never have your healing and deliverance. I will not be able to allow God to touch your mind and your spirit through me. But if I have this connection regardless of the time. Regardless of the hour of the night. Regardless of where I am. I can have this connection. I don't have to. Ask the band to play a number to them to, for them to strike up something to get me in the mood uh, to pray. No, but regardless of that, my connection with God can be so strong that I can say, in the, like Peter says, in silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk and you can receive your healing and your deliverance uh, through the mighty power of God. And so God has been good to us. We need to have that, that anointing and that spirit of God working in our lives. That communication with God. And let's, uh, let's, uh, let's examine ourselves. If we are in that place that God can really use us as instruments of righteousness. We can either have ourselves as instruments of righteousness or instruments of unrighteousness. Let's weigh ourselves tonight for the past 24 hours. For the past week, these lessons are not given to us because our pastor just want to fill time and fill space and just, just do something. No, no, no. Every lesson that's been taught over this pulpit, that's going over the air, that's the, these broadcasts is going, that's coming into your homes, that reaching out to every life, every listener is designed by God for a special reason. It's for the deliverance of God's people. It's to equip us and prepare us for what lies ahead. Our weapons are not carnal. But they're mighty through God. And what are the weapons that we have? It's not ammunition like the armies of Canada would have. No. One of the strongest weapons that we need to have is prayer. It's fasting. Is seeking after God, is reading our Bibles, is dedicating our lives, push aside the flesh. And one of the things that was so easily beset us, put them away, put every weight aside, and hold on to God like tomorrow. There's no tomorrow. Hold on to the Lord with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, with all of our souls, with all of our strength. God never fails. Jesus is the only answer. 
What we see in our society is nothing that's happening today. That's absolutely nothing compared to what lies ahead of us. And we can't play games or play dollhouse uh, in, the, in the house of the Lord. We need to take things seriously. Those of us that are standing here, the worst place for me to be is to stand behind this pulpit. It's a fearful thing not to be here, to stand here to represent God. Because I want to make sure that everything that comes out of my mouth represent God right. Everything I want to not only what I'm saying. You see it's so technical. It's not only what I'm saying. But my attitude has got to be right. My spirit has to be right. My mind has to be right. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. So when I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There are some, some attributes that we learned of on Wednesday night. The first one is joy and peace in kindness in gentleness in goodness. Now if I'm a, a, a carnal person and I, I can get a baptism of the Holy Spirit regardless of my condition. But I need to work on changing my lifestyle. Because goodness and evil, good and evil would not work. In the same person. Is either I go switch all the way to goodness. I can't have 50% goodness and 50% evil. No. I can't serve two masters at the same time. I need to love one. And despise the other. James says a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. If I don't understand and don't accept the fact that this is where God is working, then I'm double-minded. If I look at a television ministry, somebody else preaching, and I get blessed by their ministry and don't understand where God is working, I don't have my priorities right. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. James says, let that man know. That he shall receive nothing from the Lord. No wonder we pray and we don't see things happening. We need to get back to the place what happened on the day of Pentecost. When Peter, before the day of Pentecost, Peter was a different person. He swore. He cussed. To prove his point, he denied the Lord Jesus. He was very lippy. Very vocal, very verbal in the negative way. But something happened on the day of Pentecost. Whether it's Peter or Stephen, something transpired in their lives that turned these men's life around, totally around. And when God comes in an individual, and God fills a person with his spirit. Something happens to that person. They are not the old person that they were before. But God touched their minds. God touches their spirit. And that is why when the Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost. And he talked a whole long chapter. A lot of things he spoke about. He was not the same person 
that went before the day of Pentecost. He was a different man, a different individual. And I got a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't mean everything is going to be bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small. That's when our journey starts. That's when our battle starts. Because if I'm going to allow goodness and kindness to be priority in my life, I need to work on the evil side to starve the devil. To begin to make some sacrifices. When an evil spirit is gone out of a man, Jesus said, might have been in the 12th chapter of Matthew, it wanders about in dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he says, he says, I will return from whence I came. But he, he comes back and that person might have accepted the Lord in their life. Might have had a brand new experience with God. It's all clean. Their life is clean. It's all swept and garnished. But there was a problem. It was empty. It was empty. We cannot afford to remain empty. And we cannot afford to be filled with the wrong things either. We need to have God in our lives. When he comes back, he brings seven other spirits worse than himself. And the state of that man finally is worse than it was before. We will have services and we'll have times in this same assembly where we'll see spirits cast out of individuals. There might not be total possession. It might be a spirit of different habits. Every, to me, I believe every habit, every bad habit is being influenced by an evil spirit. Drunkenness is influenced by an evil spirit. All the works of the flesh, you look at in Galatians, the, the fifth chapter, I think might have been verse 19 onward. All those, the, the works of the flesh, they are associated with demonic powers. And when we come to church, there might be a time in which we'll pray. And it's a good time when we're worshiping God. That's the time to reach out to God for your deliverance. Amen. And for your healing. Not because you feel a little goosebump and you feel a little something that runs down your spine. Means that everything is fine. <clears throat> Do you speak in towns? Is it the right towns that you're talking in? Is it the true Holy Spirit? When we leave church, I'm a child of God. I've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When I walk out in society, am I the same person I am when I'm in church? Or am I different? Elijah said, if God be God, serve him. If Baal be God, then serve him. We cannot serve Baal and serve the living God at the same time. Absolutely not. Means that we serve God only when I'm in church? Absolutely not. Not only when we are here we serve God. But our light, our lives should be a light. That men may look wherever I am. In the grocery store. In the supermarket. In driving in traffic. Wherever I am. I need to reflect God and His holiness at all times. You pray, and I just, I've experienced this so many times. I make a sacrifice to serve God. I want to live this week. I want to spend fasting and praying and seeking after God. 
Everything is bright and beautiful. Everything was going smooth until somebody cuts me off on the road. <laughs> then I lose my salvation. That old thing rises up. But God permits things to happen. He permitted David to be on top of that roof and Bathsheba to be across there for a reason. He wanted David to see what resided in his heart. David did not know he had adultery in his heart until he was up there and God exposed that to him. Moses did not know he had a murderous spirit until God exposed him to that situation where he killed that person, that Egyptian. True. And God may allow you and me to be exposed to certain things that may be negative or circumstances that would cause whatever on the inside. You see, the, the scripture says, Let en lest any root of bitterness springing up not springing in, springing up. Why? Because it is already inside there. And no matter how I said, Jesus got a hold of my life and he won't let me go. Jesus came into my heart and into my soul. I can sing that until I'm blue in the face. That would mean nothing. I've got to do something about it. I've got to begin to make some sacrifices and changes in my life. I need to read my Bible. How can a child of God go one day without prayer? Can you survive an hour without breathing? Good question. Can you survive one day or two days without eating? <laughs> well, this thing here that's called the Word of God is food to our souls. How can I go one day without reading this thing? This is food, spiritual food to our souls. How can I survive one hour without even having God in our minds? Men ought to pray always and not to faint. Didn't mean that you close your eyes and clasp your hands. And when you're, you have a problem when you're driving your car. You can't do that. But it simply means that you have to be God conscious at all times. I am so glad tonight for that comforter that the Lord has given us. It's called the Holy Spirit. And it, it has led me and it's continuing to lead us into truth. And the truth. Is setting us free. Free from ourselves. Free from false concept of the word of God. Free from false doctrine. Free from error. Free from bad company. And bad friendship. Allowing us to be separated. And sanctifying us. That when we leave this place. We get what we need here. But when we leave here we are equipped. It's something that would keep us preserved when we go out of here. For too long have we been in church. And we have done nothing about it. For too long we have prayed. And asked God to help us. But we don't help ourselves. But we need to make some change. If my people which are called by my name. Shall humble themselves. And pray. My God, prayer is so vital and important for every one of us. And seek my face to search diligently. Seek my face. Not only that, turn from their wicked ways. He says, then I'll hear from heaven. And I'll forgive their sins. And I'll heal their land. We might never have a complete healing in our body. 
But God knows what's best for us. He'll heal our minds. The greatest miracle is not the replacement of a blind eye. Or the dumb speaking or the deaf ear hearing. That's not the greatest miracle. I think the greatest miracle is when God touched my eyes and let me see spiritually. Amen. When God touched my spirit and changed me. And God began to change and touch my heart. David said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit. Today I'm up. Tomorrow I'm down. The next day I'm up. Then following day I'm down. We cannot serve God like that. We need to put our eyes towards the goal. Don't let the obstacle hinder our progress and spiritual development in God. Don't let the devil put traps and little stumbling blocks before us. And sometimes we put our own stumbling blocks before us. Don't let those things hinder our growth and our progress in God. But ask God to give us the wisdom and the strength. That regardless of what happens, we will still press on our way. Press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Children of God, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby tonight we can lift our hands and say, Father, Father, God is precious and God is wonderful. I'm so glad to be here tonight. I'm so glad for the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad for the Comforter. That's the Spirit of the Father. It's the Spirit of Jesus. And that's the Spirit that's dwelling in us. In that day you shall know that I'm in the Father. And the Father is in me. And I'm in you and you in me. But God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. This is a good place to be. This is the best place to be in. And I'm so glad for this night that we are here tonight. Amen, amen, amen. Appreciate the Lord. Why don't we all stand and sing this tonight? Let's reach out to God for our personal strength and development. Come on, everybody. Let you love me. Oh, Lord, use me. Somehow 
tonight we call upon you we're so glad that you touch our eyes you touch our minds you touch our spirits father we thankful to you for making us your children lord we thank you so much for the holy spirit the comforter that you've given us oh father you know our battles you know the the the, the challenges that every one of us face in life and tonight we bring every one of your children before you lord those with problems, those with needs, those that are battling habits of God, those that are battling the forces of the adversary. Father, tonight we pray in the name of Jesus. And Father, let your anointing break every yoke in your lives, we pray. Father, we pray that every cord that holds your people in captivity would be broken tonight in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lift the burdens and the yoke and set your people free. In Jesus' name, Father, fill us with your spirit and lead us by your spirit. Guide and direct us by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, we command every spirit of darkness to get rid of itself, Father, out of our midst. In the name of Jesus, we come against every force of Satan that's destroying your people, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus that you'll liberate your people and set them free tonight. We believe, Father, that there is power in the name of Jesus. And there's healing and deliverance 
In Jesus' name, we thank you tonight, Father. We give you thanks. Bless our service tomorrow, we pray. In Jesus' most precious name, we ask it. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Remember your offering.